Welcome to Bookpile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. And hopefully today we won't be having issues like we were last time. Uh, today we're going to be discussing Space Invaders, which is by Nona Fernandez and was originally published in Spanish in 2013 and published in English in 2019. It was published by Lycium Ediciones. I butchered that. Um, it is a Spanish-Chilean Chilean publishing company um and for those who are not familiar with it we're doing our books around the world and this is kim's pick for chile in south america so some information about uh the author nona is an actress author and screenwriter who grew up in chile and was born in 1971 the book we're discussing is set during the military dictatorship of chile from 1973 to 1990 Nona did grow up during this regime that was known for abducting, raping, and killing of thousands of people. Many of the characters in the book are people that the author did know, and some details were even drawn from the real-life letters Estrella Gonzalez wrote, whose father was one of the killers of the Casa... Caso... Oh, I had this in my head. De, de Gatos, which loosely translates to the slit-throat cases which were a series of murders that took place in 1985 of an imposing group for, of, to the dictatorship. The plot for Space Invaders follows the collective dreams, letters, and experiences of a group of students during the early 1980s. It centers around fellow student Estrella Gonzalez, who one day left school and never came back, and the enigma of the role her father played in the... I looked all of this up. I had it solid in my head Pinochet dictatorship okay got through that part <laughs> not as smoothly as I thought I was going to I tried so hard and seriously anyone listening as I am butchering this I am trying so hard I looked up so many of the names but like my mouth decided no we're not gonna make those sounds that you're capable of I mean, to be fair, your mouth does this on English words as well, so it's just <laughs> it does, like, it does. it's, you do your best, but, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say, thank you, thank you for recognizing that it's not that I'm legitimately trying to butcher another language, it is that my mouth and sounds and, like, visual to sound discrepancies happen. Um, <laughs> there's something going on there, I don't know what. Okay. So we are still using our rating system for this. Obviously, this is going to be maybe slightly different than what we normally do <laughs> since it is actually like based around a reality yeah. of a situation. Um, it's also like 70 pages. So there wasn't yeah, yeah, it's not super long either, but we are going to still rank it. It just like, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the numbers affect this. So I guess that means our first subject is plot. So, Sarah, what did you think of the plot? I mean, obviously it doesn't have, like, a straightforward plot. It's more like snapshots of life and just, you know, like, the dreams are more like the, I don't know, atmospheric, like, the feelings of that time um, kind of pertain yeah. that. I do... So, like, with this book, I will say that this is kind of what I had more in mind for what we'd be experiencing reading books that were from outside <laughs> the U.S., where we get like an actual feeling of a different place, um, mm -hmm. obviously different time as well. Uh, 
so it was very interesting in that regard. Like I did like that. Um, but I also, it was very short and this is a history that I know nothing about. So, you know, we get these snapshots, but I feel like I don't have all the context for a lot of the stuff that's happening to really understand and get that. And I just, so for me, as someone who doesn't know anything really about this, I just wish that we had gotten more content, a little bit more delving. Um, I did like how it was written, but I just, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, oh, that was interesting, but I do feel like I didn't really get everything out of it that I was supposed to. No, totally fair. And I will say, of like, of everything we've read so far, this could change as we get into other places. Uh, this one is definitely something that I could have pictured in one of my literary classes, world literature classes. Like, this felt like something that would have been included in there. Um, and it is kind of funny that this is the first time we're actually, like, finding something more literary as opposed to just literature. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, so what did you think, Kim, of the plot? Um, in the very beginning, I was... for lack of a better phrase, uncomfortable. I, I wasn't really sure what we were getting into. Um, and I kept falling, I was telling Amber this earlier, I kept falling back into thinking about the things they carried, which is a book written, um, it's a series of short stories written about uh, a group of soldiers in the Vietnam War. Um, and being an American reading that, you know, we're, we're taught the Vietnam War pretty extensively in school um and this has that same sort of feeling to it to where it's it's trying to show us the reality of a situation but since we're not chilean it, it's it's kind of it's kind of difficult to read because you don't you don't have that history that is a part of your 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 culture um and so reading it being an american you're reading it from the outside and and you you don't like you said sarah you don't have that that depth of background on it and i feel like somebody if they were reading the things they carried that was from chile they would probably have that same feeling reading that book you just don't have that history it's not a part of your your cultural soul so um but then all of a sudden it it kind of all kicked in for me i probably like amber and i said earlier about page 40 page 45 um, all of a sudden it's like, okay, wait a minute, this is making sense. And then I remembered this being hugely in the news in 1985 when I was in high school and, and when a lot of this, these events were actually happening and it being in the news. And, and then from then on in the book, I, I was like fully invested in, in the story and it, but it, it did take a little while to get it all to click together. Um, in my brain so it, it I like the plot uh, but it did take a little bit of work on my part to um sorry to uh to get into it so because neither of you have mentioned this so I don't know if you noticed this or were like if this computed to you at all um so following up on what Kim said you know at the beginning it's kind of a little bit confusing disjointed hard to understand and then as you get further along it progresses well, I got to about life three and it dawned on me that it reminds me of playing a video game. The first time you die, you're like, 
how, how do I process this? How do I comprehend what I'm doing? I'm never going to succeed at this game. Then you get to your second life and it's like, oh, okay, I have a bit more better understanding, kind of get a grounding and then something throws you kind of off. Something happens and you're like, oh, nope, did not succeed that time. Then you get to life three and there's a better comprehension of what's happening, what you're doing, how things are proceeding forward, a better understanding of the characters. And then we get to game over. And I feel like game over is that like reflection, that realization of like everything kind of meshing together and the facts that you needed life one in order to get to life three. Um, and I, I feel like it was almost intentional on the author's part that that first part is so dreamlike, so weird, so disjointed. And you, and you get you don't have as many of the dates going on at that very beginning part, because like Kim mentioned when we were talking, she hadn't processed when this was until suddenly the dates were showing up more. Then as we continue on, we're, we're getting more and more of those details as it like escalates. Um and Kim didn't mention this. I was very confused at the beginning because I thought we were like space invaders. I was totally thinking aliens. <laughs> and then it's like the game space invaders. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> Not what I was thinking. But okay, I, I get it now a little bit more. Um, so in terms of the plot, I enjoyed the ju juxtaposition of the historical information that was going on and this weird like metaphor i don't think oh, see i was gonna say oh the word left me like kismet? no oh. like like that weird like but i don't know if kismet is the right word that i'm looking for um but a pairing an allegory um, a metaphor that this weird pairing of a childhood game with the intense realities of childhood. And I could I could picture it and I could think of recent historical events that have been going on in the United States and stuff. And I could see where someone might turn around and write this similar thing about like the gun shootings happening in the United States in schools. Like there's that weird kids are aware, but they don't understand and that idea that sometimes your memories kind of get meshed together. Um I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. So that's that was my feelings on the plot. Uh, <laughs> so, any other things to add to the plot, or do you guys want to go ahead and rank that? I guess rank it. Okay. Or rate it. Sorry, not rank it. So, who would like to go first? Not me. Not you? Okay. Sarah, or... I'm looking at the chart again. You know, it's been a week since I looked at it. Uh, like six. Six? Okay. Just cohesive, which is... But although I feel like it was intentionally written to be not cohesive, but rather disjointed. Yeah. Um... I I actually am going to give this a nine. I don't know that it's a personal favorite, but it definitely, I have spent, because I finished it last night, I have spent the last 24 hours thinking about it, curious about the backstory behind it. I literally got done with the story and was like, are these real people? Who are they? What happened to them? 
and I, I wanted more context. Um, so that I think the plot did the important thing, which was draw me in to a significant historical event for a country that isn't my own. Kim? And I said nine, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I suddenly wasn't sure if that was an inside vo- word or an outside word. <laughs> so I'm going to give it an eight. Um, it had me doing research. It had me thinking. It drew me back to memories. I started listening to um, songs that I listened to as a child and, or not a child, a young adult. Um that we're referencing this exact thing um so yeah i i was i was on the internet i would stop and research 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 and then and then then remember something research that and so yeah it 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 hit me pretty good i wasn't expecting it it was fun okay so now the main characters and i think these these next two categories are kind of going to be the weirdest ones for us to discuss because obviously these are supposed to be real people um so per the wikipedia okay i gotta manage this the primary characters (laughs) are estrella gonzalez no estrella okay you didn't say it the same way the second time as you did the first time oh okay estrella two l's is a, a y sound yep then we have Suniga, Suniga, um, who is the boy who has a crush on her. Then we have uh, Maldonado, which is the person who is writing or dreaming about the letters that she and Estrella were sending to each other. And then the only other one I'm going to include off this list, because other ones I think are a little bit more secondary, um, you guys can disagree with me, uh, would be uh, Riquelme, which is the individual who went into the house and saw Estrella's father's hand when they were playing Space Invaders. That work for you guys for the primary characters? Sure. Okay. Kim, what did you think of the main characters as this follows? The characters really never planted themselves with me. They, 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 any, anything that was written could have been any of the characters. Um, so I didn't feel like any of them had a specific thread that I was following. Um, not meaning that they were bad in and of themselves as far as, as being characters, but they weren't individually standing out for me um but that kind of worked with the story because because it was yeah i don't i it's I not really about the characters down. yeah yeah I, it's not character driven yeah i couldn't even break it down as far as like which one was having the dreams like if i look at wikipedia i it, it breaks it down pretty solidly who was dreaming who was who's the letter writing all of that but whilst reading it that was not yeah hi trying to think myself it it's really weird because it really is written as if they are all together one character it feels like it's a yeah, I, experience yeah 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 
Um, so it's really hard to be like, oh, you know, I clung to this character or that character, because in order to get the whole picture, you you need each of those characters in their moments. But they don't expand beyond their moments. Yeah, I mean, the only one that I could really differentiate sometimes or like remember was Zuniga. And I was just worried about him because his parents were involved in the revolutionary action, you know, resistance. And so I was just worried that he was going to end up like this kid was going to get killed. Um, But that was like the most that I felt about an individual character. Everyone else, it's like, I didn't even know who was speaking until like either all the way at the end, by the end of that sequence, or never even figured it out. Just depending on who was talking, I would forget that Maldonado was a character or Quelme. And it's just like, yeah, they were just there to facilitate the experience for the reader. Yeah. Which I don't dislike. Um, cause I, I don't, like I said, I, I don't know if we had been given one central character throughout the entire thing that it would have the same impact in terms of knowing like the experience of an entire group. Because very easily the author could have inserted herself into the story and could have been the driving factor in it. But she made a very conscious choice not to include herself, even though these were her classmates. Yeah, but I think the author was trying to express the impact of that time period on their society, Um, Mm -hmm. particularly the children that grew up during that time frame. Um, So I think it was purposeful, and I I, I think it was well done. Okay. Any other thoughts from you, Sarah? Or do you want to write, shall we write this as well? No other thoughts. Okay, what's your rating then? I mean, yeah, I just kind of have to probably give it a six. Um, okay. It did what it had to do, but I also was not, this book didn't have a huge impact on me, I will admit. I was interested in it while I was reading it, but then once I closed the book, it was done. Like, that's not quite like Kim's experience where, you know, Brought up old memories and reverting to my childhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is totally fair. And I think that says something in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it that's when you like, will this stand the test of time? Because Kim's about the same age as the author. A little bit older, but yeah, about the same. Yeah. Age. So, like, meaning I'm a little bit older. The author yeah. is younger than I am. Yeah. I, I wasn't gonna, you know, indicate your age. I was to say you're about the same age. Yeah. No, um, I feel like we've all commented doesn't. on how old we are at this point. Yeah. <laughs> My age doesn't. I'm not one of those people that pretends their age is something that it's not. I, I, I okay. Old I am. I'm not bothered by it. So, but it's interesting because obviously, I think Kim had the, and I could be mistaken, most impact by this, but it was most relevant. We have a, a almost twenty over twenty year gap from the experience. Thirty year gap, thirty year gap. Sorry, I'm just trying to make we us older than we are. Weren't alive for most of it. Yeah, and then when we were, we were not really um, coherently we aware. Nineteen ninety. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. And so we're we have a stronger removal from it, and so then that becomes about whether or not your uh personality is driven by history 
because they're and again it's not it's not our specific history yeah so i i am always fascinated by world histories so you know i then was interested in it i don't know that you're fascinated by world history sarah i don't know what your feelings on history are it, I honestly, I don't know either. Typically, okay. I'm not <laughs> interested, but then if it comes up in a story or something and it speaks to me, then I'm like, oh, very interesting, but I don't seek it out. And okay, definitely our history. I'm very bored by it at this point. That's fair. <laughs> See, I like histories. I like world history. So it, it makes sense that I then would be a little bit more fascinated. Plus, you know, I was raised by Kim. Um <laughs> And then, you know, you maybe you're a little less fascinated. Um, so you gave it a six. What about you, Kim, for main characters? Um, I'm probably going to go with a seven. I, I'm looking at this chart and I keep jumping between. You can also do 6.5? Well, no, because I'm actually heading higher, not lower. So I'm jumping between uh, seven and eight. Um, so uh, okay, we'll go with 7.5. 7.5 okay nice. I think I give it a 7 um interesting I I also feel really weird like ranking people who did exist <laughs> lower than I might normally <laughs> so when I'm when I'm looking at I'm not looking at the the characters um as as characters but if what the author was trying to achieve through these characters was achieved and yeah. I believe it was because it yeah. really is, in my opinion, meant to be a collective yeah. rather than individuals. So that's why but, I went the way I went with that. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's where I was. As I was at a seven. So next is secondary characters, which is pretty much everyone else in it. Um, I think the only like secondary character that oddly enough stood out to me was Uncle Claudio. Uncle Claudio. Yeah. And I think part of that is because when the boys are littering the ground with the flyers, it seems like he made an active choice not to turn them in. But he did. That's why they got suspended for a while. But what I mean by not turning them in is in like not turning them into the dictatorship and getting them killed at that time. I mean, like, I don't know he, what the history would have been obviously but like they were much younger so maybe that I, they were it wasn't taking... that vicious at that point I mean, yeah i don't know so i mean he I'll was the only this, one there so he would i'll address them. this just a little bit um and this is my very vague recollection of what happened in that time period the people were referred to as the disappeared because anyone from children through elderly people, if they crossed the wrong person, would literally just disappear. And there was never any knowledge of where they disappeared to, um, who took them out, why they were taken out. They just were gone. Um, later, mass graves were found um, or individual graves. And then a whole processes of trying to identify people um, through you know many different means um and going back to the song uh that i was referring to it, it's by sting it's called they dance alone and it's talking about the women who lost all of their 
their children and their their husbands and their fathers and and the fact that as they dance now they're dancing with them but they're not there any longer so um yes at that age they could very much have been just disappeared for having done what they did what they did was very risky i also found it very interesting that they really didn't comprehend what they were doing um they didn't because they didn't understand the overall battle that was going on because they were too young to really understand it and so i think i'm not sure that uncle claudio actually turned them in or they just really kind of because they were young they just kind of got caught at it others knew others saw whatever um that's true so i i took it as uncle claudio saw them said hey i saw you and was kind of giving a hint that you guys need to be much more careful with what you're doing um and hopefully they took it that way they did they did survive past that so but yeah um i i don't know that uncle claudio actually turned him in i i think he yeah. didn't um but we don't know and i don't think we're meant to know for sure yeah how it is and i ended up and I almost like the ambiguity that it, it doesn't make him a good guy, Mm-mm. but like a choice was made in that moment. And a, clearly a choice was made not to go to Australia's father and say, these kids are doing this at your daughter's school. Because I think then they would have, because it's known that her father was part of those who did the killings. Yep. However, he, uh, the, the boy did lose his parents. They did disappear. Mm-hmm. So it's also possible that maybe Claudio went and said, hey, these kids are distributing these flyers and it was discovered who his parents were. And instead of taking him, they just took the parents. Yeah. So it's kind of like a time jump, though, between them and when the flyers were dumped. There might have been, but yeah. Um, but I, I still, I, 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 that was the secondary character that kind of fascinated me the most is he's dangerous, but at the same time, he's just present in these children's lives. They, they know who he is. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, otherwise I can't remember any other really, there's like, the Wikipedia names a couple of other people as secondary characters, um, but they were all just part of the friend group. Um, I was like, I don't even remember anyone else, really. Uh, well, there's um, one that actually is marked as a primary character, and I'm going to say this wrong because I didn't look it up. Uh, Funzalida. Oh, yeah. He's well. the one who identified Estrella by her voice. Uh, then there's Donoso, Acosta, and bastamente um who are they're just they're just part of the friend group yeah um and i i wouldn't like if i wasn't looking at the wikipedia i would not have known who any of them were so the only one that i would have known is is uncle claudio um so yeah that makes that part really short for us which perfectly fine so kim what do you rate the secondary characters i'm gonna go with the 7.5 with them also because i they pretty much serve the same purpose that my original rating did okay sarah 
I agree with Kim, although I'm sticking with six. Um, yeah, I kind of figure that's what as for how I'm interpreting the chart. Uh, I'm going to say the same thing for me. It's going to stick with a seven just because I, I think it kind of fits the same bit. Uh, now, this next category is, is interesting because it's plausibility. Um, Not plausible at all. This would never happen historically. <laughs> So I think there's <laughs> obviously this is plausible. This happened. However, the concept of the collective dream, you know, might be a bit I more. Mean, are they having a collective dream? I just thought it was one person who was, or that they were having different dreams having about dreams. her. It it refers to it as a collective dream. But it's kind of weird in the sense that it's not clear if they're all having this dream simultaneously or as they're reflecting as they're older, they're causing each other to remember things and then have the dreams. You know, it's that kind of that idea of, of do you dream about a red shoe because a red shoe is important in your dream or do you dream about a red shoe because somebody else has mentioned a red shoe and it stuck? So, um, otherwise, I don't know what else to talk about in plausibility. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. To me, it, it means that the rating has to be a 10. It's, 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 it's absolutely yeah. plausible. There, there's no, there's no debate about it. Um, and nothing yet. happens that is like no that would not happen in that situation like everything made sense right and the writer could have tried to write something a bit more sensational to to draw the reader in um, yeah or fanciful or yeah yeah and, um so yeah that's that's my view mm -hmm. on it yep i, I agree. agree so tens all across for plausibility <laughs> like we believe time. you man <laughs> <laughs> We believe that your memory of your history in your country is is it's correct valid. <laughs> like you needed us to uh, make that all right for you. <laughs> okay. Our next one is ending. So for me. There's two two aspects to ending that I, I think are discussable. And I kind of mentioned it before. is the fact that the way it's structured so that it's game over at the end. So when we make that kind of time jump forward and get to the reflection, like we recognize this, we're reflecting backwards. It made sense to me. Um, it was structured in a way that I wasn't annoyed that we made that kind of time jump to them being a little bit older. Um, and then on top of that the ambiguity of what happened with Estrella I was okay with because it was meant to make me think and I instantly did think who is this person then I went to the very front of the book and I was like kind of flipping through trying to see if it like gave a little bit more information and it says in the dedication for Estrella Gonzalez so then I I was thinking it left me thinking and I think that's an okay ending sometimes is to get to the end of the book and want to know more, wonder about more. 
reflect on what I figured out. So I think the ending was brilliant. I think it did exactly what it was supposed to. I I I agree. I think um, the fact that this was translated into other languages when it's a very specific history kind of speaks to that also because it is one of those those types of stories that you're you're supposed to go. I want to know more. I want to know what happened. Um, if you like history, since Sarah does not yeah, look like yeah, she yeah. had that thought at all. <laughs> um, As she's, I think, looking at her phone. <laughs> I was like, I was not paying attention, so I, I don't know what face I was making at the time that Kim was making whatever comment she had. <laughs> yeah. She, she was thinking if, I, it served its purpose. The, the whole, yeah. I'm just going to keep saying the same thing. Uh, because it did serve its, its purpose. Its purpose was to remember history because we're supposed to remember history so that we don't fall into the doom of repeating it even though we keep doing it over and over and over again. Um, but, yeah. So I expect Sarah to disagree about the ending right now. The ending, I uh, don't remember uh, a lot. Well, I... Well, you said on Goodreads you were disappointed it did not have more. Yeah, in the sense that there just wasn't more going on in the story in general. Um, okay. Because, as before, I don't have a lot of context. So, it's just, it was very uh, bare bones for me. Okay. Um, Ending-wise, though, like, all I remember is Estrella getting shot and killed in a car rental place or something. Did she get shot? I don't remember that. You don't By her angry ex-husband? Oh. <laughs> Listen. It was a long day yesterday. I was on my sixth day, full-time, nine-hour days, <laughs> trying to read this book at 11.30 at night. <laughs> and by that point, I was trying to process the history. I don't think I processed that Estrella was killed. Murphy, you're not making yeah, this I'm easy, man. I'm sure it was her um yes it was she okay did. okay and dude that's a, i i mean i remember it talking about the other people too a bit but um i mean it it was just wrapping up what i don't even know what i was gonna say uh i mean yeah it did what it came to do but it's not like I was blown away by the ending or anything. I was just like, okay, interesting. And as I apparently said on Goodreads, it's like, it would have been nice to get a little bit more, but it was also nice to have a short book to read through. So, <laughs> yep. Okay. So then what do you rate the ending, Sarah? I'm going to go ahead and give it a six. Because at the end of the day, I can't get past the thing where it's like, would you like it enough to reread it? It's like, I, I don't need to reread this. Um, so it's just, I keep getting. <laughs> Except plausibility, because I oh. can't give plausibility a six for a historical event. <laughs> Kim. Um, I'm going to go with the six also. Okay. I, I give it a seven solid seven territory 
Okay, mechanics. Hmm. I don't think there are any mechanics that I can complain about. And I think the thing that really impresses me is we have read other books that have been translated from their native language. And something has been lost in the translation. I am thinking of a particular Japanese horror story that we read. Um, <laughs> but I would not have read this and thought this was translated. I would have thought this is from a different country. Their sentence structure and all that kind of stuff is slightly different. But I would not have thought, oh, this is a translation. I think it actually The translation was beautifully well. done. Yeah. Do you agree, Sarah, or disagree? Sure. Have we lost you? You look like you're zoning out. No, I said sure. No, I agree. Oh, okay. Um, with that. I mean, it is definitely more of a literary book. So the mechanics of it are very literary in how it play you know how it's the dreams and just the mm -hmm. writing in general but i think that works for this kind of book for what the author is going for i would not want to try to read like some ya fantasy version of some protagonist probably young 17 year old heroine with magical powers in like this dictatorship where people get disappeared like it would lose its impact completely it works a lot better with this kind of um I'm sorry, that's what you're reading next week. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, but for this book. <laughs> Sarah, tears. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, my eyes just been irritating. I know, but, I know. I um, yeah, uh, it was refreshing. Have okay. I don't even like literary books. Let's be real here, but like it was refreshing just to have this as like a palate cleanser after all the others. Um, so impressive. Good mechanics. Okay. Hey, any other thoughts for you, Kim, on mechanics? Um, I was again. I didn't like the beginning, and and I'm I would have to read it again mm -hmm. to really know why the beginning was was really putting me off um because I really didn't I was not liking the beginning I thought why the fuck did I pick this book and why am I reading this and then it really did it was like page 40 and all of a sudden I went oh this is what we're doing this is the story we're being told so that brings the mechanics down a little bit for me I do think it was intentional hey but so yeah I'm going to defend it because page 43, which is, I think, about the point that you, like, have that switch, uh -huh. is the end of Second Life. Yeah. I, I, and, and, I, and so I, I think it's intentional. I really I, do. I do, too. But um, I was at a point before we that lost point. Sarah I again. Like, I was at a point oh, before that listening. point <laughs> when I um, almost didn't want to continue reading it. Yeah. Ah, okay. And had it not been that I had to read it, I would not have gone on with it. I would have gone back to the other books I'm wanting to read right now. Um, but I'm glad I had to finish it. So it does really help that it's really short. Yes. I think yes, if it was any longer, that 43 page mark might have been like, mm -hmm. mm, do I 
do I really want to commit as opposed to being like, oh, I'm about halfway there. Yep. Yep. Okay. Anyway. So what do you give mechanics then? Who are you asking? I was um, asking Kim because she was the last I know, one I'm, talking. I'm, <laughs> I know. I, I know. I was looking. I'm sorry for oh. the dead, dead, dead silence. Um, dead silence. Shush. Dead air is what I was going to say, but. Um, no dead air. That's I'm going to go. We with read this. Dead Silence, didn't we? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with a 6.5. Okay. Sarah. It's weird. For, now I feel like I have to go higher because, like, I didn't have that many issues with the mechanics. Like, maybe the first two or three pages I was kind of uncertain but then I just plowed through um and not like you know struggled just like just kept going. yeah um but that means I have to go past the did you like it enough to re want to revisit it do you want me to lower my score <laughs> make this know. easier for you I can I can bring it down if you'd like me to no i can't even read some of these my attention was grabbed versus i mean i liked it but it didn't really stand out mm, i still am gonna go with sticks i just am more conservative in my points i suppose than kim okay and this is probably the english major in me on mechanics alone i would reread it i would happily like break Definitely this down must be the english major in you <laughs> dissect it all that kind of stuff uh so this is a 10 for me mechanics wise this is a book that you would recommend to somebody if they came to you and said they wanted to learn about Chilean if they came or if they came to me and said i am interested in world literature higher brow literature but i'm looking for a short story i'd say space invaders cool. and they'd look at me and be space invaders i didn't say science fiction and i'll say nope trust, trust me, me. <laughs> space invaders so um, or if someone would be like, I'm teaching a world history class and I kind of need a book that's really good for South America that's short and sweet for my students, I'd say Space Invaders. So, yes, this is something I would recommend to someone. Cool, cool. Okay, our next category is <laughs> predictability. <laughs> it's really interesting. This book really, like, it doesn't. I feel like a ranking system usually gives us some wiggle room, but this is definitely one where it's really hard to like rank it. Right, but whilst reading it, it it isn't unless you know the history, it isn't predictable. Um you yeah. don't know that the writer's not gonna do something a bit more fantastical. Um I mean it's about a dictatorship, so you kind of have an idea of what's what might happen. But even then. You but if you don't know really... Chilean history, you don't know how... Who's the bad guy? To... Who's the good guy? Who's... Yeah. Right. yeah. Or you yeah. suspect where it might be going, but you really don't know. And it's almost more like... Yeah. Intriguing. You know, yeah. Yeah. Are, are the kids that have crushes on each other, are they going to interact with each other? Are they not going to interact with each other? Um, You know, is oh the fact God. that... That scene where they're where they're in a um in the in the dark room uh, that had the worst and I'm not even gonna tell the story. You guys are just gonna have to understand that this is an embarrassing moment in my life and I'm not going to relive it. 
other than this book made me relive it um involving a party and um a dark room and we're just gonna leave it at that oh, um, God, you're so cruel it, it 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 is a horrific moment in my life um nothing happened it wasn't like a sexual assault or anything like that it was a party and um a bunch of young kids doing things that they shouldn't be doing and parents discovering it's happening and nipping that in the bud at the moment <laughs> to make it stop and yeah one of the worst one of the worst memories of my life listen i've been led to him to the impression that like it's like a rite of passage that kids like end up in a dark room and like explore things they shouldn't in that process i never yeah. experienced that i have no like no context for it <laughs> uh, i don't know if it's me i don't know if it's like something my generation just didn't do i don't know when when those opportunities would have happened for you amber i was in the room okay i mean think about it think about when we had the sleepovers at the house oh yeah i guess i was sitting i was sitting in the kitchen it tied back to this other experience because i was uh, okay. eliminating I knew that possibility could happen. I was eliminating the opportunity for that possibility to happen. So that okay. was a conscious decision on my part as an adult when we allowed boy-girl sleepovers at our house. I just remember us all like dogpiled on the couch yep. like a pack of wolves. Yep. <laughs> just like. Yep. And I sat up all night. I was awake all night sitting in the <laughs> kitchen, not even 20 feet away from you guys. I knew what you guys were doing the entire time. But that was purposeful on my part. Anyway. I do remember dad walking in as I was curled up with one of my friends and like him like immediately walking back out. Yep. <laughs> but yep, like, yep, yeah, yep. It, it, yeah, no. Well, then good on you. I never had that horrific experience. Uh, what about you, Sarah? Any awkward childhood room, dark room experiences? No. <laughs> <laughs> were you actually searching your memory or you were just like, <laughs> not even gonna? No. <laughs> just no. no. I, no. Can I can I predict what I think went through your head just now? I can guarantee you will not be able to predict it. So go ahead, try. My honestly, the look on your face was ill. Why would I be in a dark room with a group of people? <laughs> <laughs> was that not right? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. So, any other thoughts on predictability? No. Okay. Then what do you rank it, Sarah? Um. Comes the same problem with the plausibility. Your chart's broken. You need to come up with a new chart. Sorry, it doesn't work for every scenario. Um, I know, that's why I said your chart's broken. You need to come up with a new chart. I can't. You could. You don't want to. I mean, well, I guess I would give it like an eight. Okay. In the sense that you kind of know what's probably going to happen, but you really don't know at any given time. 
Okay. Kim. I'm going to go with an 8.5. Okay. I'm going to join the crowd here and I'm going to go with an 8. I feel like I should do an 8.25, but I'm going to do an 8. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Emotional reaction is our next one. I think I've already kind of expressed my emotions. It made me curious. I was wondering. I did research. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure I pulled up some context before we started so that I could offer that at the very beginning for the listener. Um, so it elicited emotional reaction, not like an intense emotional reaction, but a curiosity on my part. Yeah, I, I also feel like I've already expressed my emotional reactions to this pretty extensively. So we'll leave it at that and then we'll do ratings after Sarah's done talking about her emotions. Her favorite thing to do on the planet. <laughs> uh i mean i think my emotions were a vague interest just in the historical context um very very mild concern for again zuniga and that's pretty and then i guess i was kind of relieved to find that most of them made it out through the other side okay and that was pretty much it not like didn't have any intense emotions though Pretty much just like, okay, yeah, that was that was a book. It's interesting, different. And that's about the sum of it. Okay. So what do you rank it then? Rate it then. Me? Yes. I give it a six. Okay. Kim. I'm gonna go with a nine. A nine? Okay. I, I think I give it a solid eight. Readability. Mm. So I'll get us started here. Uh, the shortness of it makes it very readable. The beginning is definitely con- a little confusing, which I think does take that down a little bit for me. Um, although in the long term, long run, it eventually created an aha moment. But I could definitely see if someone were to try and give this the first 10 to 20 pages and isn't inclined toward literary like works that they might give up at that point and totally valid. I agree with that and okay. have nothing more to add. Sarah? I suppose I agree with that. The shortness definitely helps. Um, I think for me, the things I got caught up on were like the dreams sometimes. Or I think I was going to say it. I forgot that the dreams were a thing, but I'm pretty sure I read this over two days with no long breaks in between. So I just feel like sometimes I'd be reading it and I'd be like, oh yeah, that's right. We also get dream sequences, um, Mm -hmm. which would throw me off. And I did have a hard time like trying to keep track of who was who. I really only knew Estrella and Zuniga. Um, But again, very short. So it was pretty easy to just keep on trucking through and it all... Well, there's a lot of ambiguity in the book, but, you know, you kind of get the whole point by the time you finish it. Okay. So, Kim, what do you rank readability then? 
I feel like this is a little unfair, but I'm breaking it down based on the chart and mm -hmm. me, and I'm going to go with a 5.5 because there were parts that didn't work, but most of it was 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 good. So that's where I'm at. Okay. Sarah? I think I'm going to go with Kim on the 5.5 for the same reasons. Okay. So for me, I think... see here. I think I'm going to go with a seven. I'm not sure that that's, I, I, I don't know if that's like the, that feels low for me, but I think a seven is about where it hits. Okay, so then we have our final topic, which it looks like this episode's actually not going to be that long, which is impressive. Um, off of an 80 page book i mean you can't be that surprised <laughs> i don't know we've we've worked with less and said more um yeah but usually those books like you know that's hate that's hate committed it's some easy. sin yeah <laughs> it's easy to rant okay so our last topic is style mm. Mm. And again, I keep coming back to, and, and we haven't discussed as much, the juxtaposition of the historical events with space invaders. Yeah, that kind of missed the mark for me in the book. I mean, I kind of feel where the author was going, but it just, it didn't connect in a way that I felt was, at least for me, particularly successful. Um, so in that regard, I just kind of blew past it and... I don't know. Didn't didn't really hit me. Okay. What about you, Kim? Thinking back on it, um, I thought it worked really well. Um, particularly, the, and I can't remember exactly what was said at the end, but there was something that was said at the end about the um, about something blowing up, but not being um, the blue bitsy pieces of, that you would see in Space Invaders. It was also very historical um, in that uh, Space Invaders was was huge um, prior to this, but when these when these people would have, this being 85. Um, yeah. But from their childhood, Space Invaders would have been very impactful. Um, because yeah, Space Invaders was like on the forefront of the invention of video games. Um, you know, not quite as much as forefront as Pong was, um, but yeah, it, it still was. If you were to go in and ask your dad about Space Invaders, he would have wonderful things to say about Space Invaders. Um, so that worked for me. Okay. Yeah, I think it worked for me, both in terms of like the structuring of the story, the juxtaposition, the like it took it from just being a historical fiction and turned it literary, which I think is what is important for that kind of that stylistic choices. I think that use changes it just being a historical fiction to being literary. And I think that's key to the style. So any other thoughts on style? No. Okay. No. Kim, what do you rate it for her style? Eight. Eight? Okay. Sarah. Six. I knew it was going to be six. 
I give it a 10. And because of last week, my formulas are mad and don't like me. So give me just a second while I insert my... Because we didn't finish our ratings last week? Yeah. So it didn't carry the formula down on the chart. Mm. So I've got to... Full sum. Okay, I guess it might make down for this. So, Sarah, you, you see that I'm not up on the property? Did, did you hear what happened? Well, oh, I didn't know you were going to be up. Oh, yeah, we were, gonna be we were going to be recording with me up on the property. Um, we took the dogs up, and uh, poor Dove doesn't like the great outdoors. She, oh. uh, she was, we were sleeping in the tent, and the poor baby just sat there and shivered the entire night long. She was cold, and she was scared, and she didn't like it there. Um, and then when we got up in the morning, a storm was coming through. I actually heard from my sister a couple hours ago, and apparently there were like lightning strikes by where we were at. And oh, wow. um, yeah, it turned into, and it went down to like 40 degrees. It, it turned into quite the storm. We got up in the morning and we're like, huh, we were, we were heading down off the mountain because we were switching because we had the dogs in harnesses and we wanted to switch to collars, but we didn't have enough collars with us because um, the harnesses were tying them up. We were driving down and I looked up the weather randomly for whatever reason. And I'm like, oh my God, there's suddenly a storm coming through. And we turned around, went back up and started packing up. And just as we were finishing packing up, the rain started and we, we drove home um so, so yeah, drove we, down the mountain while it was raining yeah yeah it was and it was pouring at parts of it not just raining it was pouring um luckily it wasn't the thunder didn't start till later in the day so we didn't experience that at all it, it pretty much rained on us all the way down that whatever the storm was coming in because like it's raining uh, it's rained here i don't know if it's rained where you're at but um we fought we we that storm chased us all the way down from from the property to here so yeah it was pretty it's pretty funny ronan loved it he was in he was in seventh heaven it was like it's cool there's woods he's covered in tree sap i've got to get him brushed out oh no and then angus he um he was like okay what's my job what do i do and and would just lose his mind every time mike went out of his vision he was just like where's he at where's he at because you know he needed to be there he was nice though because we could let him loose and he would just stay with us. He would just wander around and and sniff around and stuff. The other two had to stay on leashes because we were worried that they would wander off and and not come back. Yeah. Okay. So you good? Now that we're done. Yeah. Now that we're done with this personal life interlude, I have everything <laughs> sorted. <laughs> okay. So for Sarah, Space Invaders came out at a sixty-five point five. Which is okay. your fifth highest ranked book. Out of? Out of technically 10, although Wild Blood we didn't finish ranking. Hmm. Okay. So, Kim, it is your second highest book. I'm not surprised. At a 76.5, do you like The Marrow Thieves more? I'm not surprised by that. Nope. For me, it is my third highest book at 83 points. So, The Marrow Thieves and The Sunbearer Trials ranked higher than it. And I liked it best out of all of us. 
overall, for all of the books we've read, it is the third highest. Again, with Marrow Thieves and Sunbearer Trials being first and second place, it got a total of 225 points. So, I have excellent taste. Just saying. Um, <laughs> you didn't pick this book, though. No, no but like, I like my books that my top three are the top three. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so. Alrighty then. So next time we are going to be doing our book topic and we are going to be discussing the joys and struggles of exclusive editions. And then after that, and I'm going to butcher this, we're going to come back with what Sarah is just dying to read. Which is Lopezania, which is about an Argentinian immigrant teenage girl. Is she 17? think so she might be a little bit younger than that let me see here why not (laughs) (laughs) let's see does it say It does not say her age in any of this. Um, One person quoted it as Garber's gorgeous novel combines the wonder of Hogwarts-style magic school with the Twilight-esque dynamics of a hidden magical species that has strict rules about interacting with the human world. It is a World straight out of Argentinian Argentinian folklore, where the seventh consecutive daughter is born a bruja, and the seventh consecutive son is born a lopezon, a werewolf. So I know you're just so excited, Sarah. You mean she's not even a werewolf? Because I definitely thought she was a werewolf. But she's just a bruja. I'm not even, I'm not going to say, I've read it, I know. Um, but I'm not going to tell you one way or the other. I'm guessing she is a uh, werewolf bruja. Why not? Why not? Cool, 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 cool. Cannot wait. So excited. I look forward to when you actually like it. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. I should say it's happened before. Yes, it has. Alrighty. So, on that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can also email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.